Hey guys, welcome to the Spruce Home Show, your no BS podcast that tackles what it looks like to design, build, and renovate. We're your hosts, Brad and Caitlin Blair. Welcome to the show. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Spruce Home Show and our first of 2022. Happy New Year's. Um, I hope everybody had an amazing holiday, an awesome Christmas time with family, friends, New Year's, had a good break, had some time to recharge. Um, I know we did. That's oftentimes what this time of the year or that time of the year was all about. Um, It seemed extra long for some reason this year. I mean, it was long. We had a full a full work week between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, both Christmas and New Year's fell on weekends, which pushed stat holidays to Mondays. So I think a combination of that and the weather, we all know it was cold, cold, cold. Um, so we were all inside, really. It snowed, so we were out shoveling a little bit. Uh, I was actually out helping dad do some chores of the farm, which I haven't done since high school. So that was good for me, I think. But uh, yeah, it seemed a little long, but we're back into the swing of things now. The cold snap is finally over. Today's supposed to be, I think, plus one last time I looked. So it's going to be an awesome week. Probably going to be messy roads, all that good stuff. But hey, we're past the minus 50 weather, which is good. Um, So today... I want to talk to you a little bit about something that we never really hear of or talk about that often, and that's air leakage. It doesn't sound cool and sexy, but it's super important, especially with the performance of your house. So oftentimes we talk about energy efficiency, and a lot of times when we're talking about energy efficiency, typically people think of a couple things. Number one, the efficiency of their mechanical equipment, right? So the higher efficiency your mechanical equipment, the less often it has to run, AKA your utility bills are lower, right? Um, The next thing that people think about is insulation values. So the better that your insulation is in your walls, the better your windows are, uh, the better the insulation in your attic is, uh, the better your insulation around your basement is, that means you have less heat loss in the wintertime and less heat gain in the summertime, right? Which means you have to spend less money on heating or cooling your house, depending on the season. Um, and then the last thing that people talk about, um, sometimes I guess, is solar ability. So putting solar panels on your house to um, supplement power usage uh, to run those systems, right? But one of the things that people rarely talk about is air leakage. Air leakage is exactly what it sounds like. It's air leaking out of your house into the wilderness, right? Um, so that can be in the wintertime, the conditioned warm air that you have in your house, you've spent money to heat, is going out into the cold, and vice versa in the summertime. In the summertime, all the heat from the outside is leaking into your house and heating up the space that you're trying to keep cool. Um, So the reason why air leakage is so important when we're talking about energy efficiency is for the simple reason that you want to keep all the conditioned air, whether it's warm or cold, depending on the season, inside your house. And you want to use your mechanical systems to bring in the air from the outside when you want to. 
right? So that's what uh, here in Saskatoon, that's what HRV systems are for. It's to bring fresh air into the house because now we're building houses tighter and tighter and tighter. So we use those mechanical systems, which are very efficient to bring that fresh air in and take that stale air outside. Um, and we just don't talk about it very often. And recently, just uh, last week, I guess it was, we had an air leakage test done at one of our houses. It's the first time that we've ever done one. And it was awesome. It was eye-opening. Uh, we learned a ton from it. And it really has me thinking about air leakage in a whole different way than I did before. So first of all, I'm going to explain what an air leakage test is. Um, and then I'm going to explain a little bit more about why it's important and why we should think about things like air leakage when we're designing, building, um, and talking about efficiencies in general. Um, not only efficiencies, but cost also. So what an air leakage test is, is they put um, a blower door. It's an air leakage or a blower door test. Call them what you want. They're the same thing. So they put a door with a fan basically on your front door on an exterior door of the house and what the fan does is it negatively pressurizes your, the inside of the house so the pressure on the inside of the house is different from outside right and what that does is that air naturally moves from high pressure places to low pressure places so when the when the inside of your house is lower pressure than the outside, the air is naturally moving from the outside of the house to the inside of the house through all these, uh, whether it's holes in your vapor barrier, whether it's kind of like nicks that might've happened through install, whether it's cuts that happened accidentally, whether it's just places you missed insulating, um, holes in your walls, rim joists, whatever, anywhere where there's a gap from the inside to the outside, air is moving back into the house because it moves from high pressure to low pressure, outside to inside. What that gives you the ability to do is then you're able to go around and you look at um, the high risk areas around the house and there's a, it's called a smoke pen. So it's literally, it looks like dry ice that comes out of a pen, basically, is what it looks like. And so then you can go around the house to all of those high-risk areas and put this smoke pen right next to it. And because there's literally air moving from outside to inside, you can identify any places in the house where there's leakage, where it's not sealed properly, where it needs taped, where... where, um, where um, there may be a cut or something like that in in your barrier. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to fix it before drywall goes on the wall, which is awesome, right? Um, another thing that it does, which this was really cool to me, because this is when an air leakage test is done, when it's finished, it gives you a number of air changes per hour. Um, on average in Canada, the average house has about two and a half to three and a half air changes per hour or ACH. Um, the house that we did, so the lower the number, the better, right? If you had zero, if that was your number, that would mean that you have a perfectly sealed house that does not leak at all. Not realistic, but in concept. If you have um, an ACH number of 0 0.5, that means half of the air within the house 
is being changed every hour. So think of it that way, right? So the average in Canada is two and a half to three and a half. The house that we tested was 1.36 it was. So to me, that's kind of just like a number. It doesn't really necessarily mean anything to me. I can't visualize, I'm a visual person. I wanna be able to see things and I can't see that. Like, I don't know what that means. So what the software that does these tests does, it also gives you an ELA number, which is an effective leakage area. So what the software does is it mathematically takes um, your number, the size of the building, the volume of the building, and it tells you after the test is done, if all of the holes where the leakage is happening throughout your house, if the, instead of them being little pinholes here, there, uh, little gaps over there, if instead of them being all over the place, if they were all in one hole, how big would that hole be? So the test that we did, the hole was basically 15 inches by 15 inches, a square like that. Now, this is a pretty large house. Um, so depending on the size of the house, that number could be good or it could be quite bad, right? Um, it's all relative. But to me, just the visual helped a ton because basically what that was saying is that in that particular house, our ACH value was 1.36 when the average is two and a half to three and a half. So we're killing the average. But what it said is that the ELA, the effective leakage area, was 15 inches by 15 inches, which is the exact same as having a window that's 15 by 15 open all year round. It's like just having a hole in your house. And when I visualize that, I'm like, man, that is powerful. Like I can totally understand how that really decreases the efficiencies of your home. If you had a, these past, what, two weeks when it was minus... 25 to minus 35 with wind chills of minus 30 to minus 50. Imagine if you had a window open that whole time, all of that, um, heat that all the air that you're heating is just escaping. Um, so I thought that was, was really, really cool. Um, and the reason that that's important is because when you, so when you press depressurize the house, you're, making physics work for you so that you can find all these places, right? Um, but naturally, your house is not depressurized like that. But physics does work in similar ways all the time. So for example, air naturally moves from hot to cold. So in the wintertime, right now, it's cold outside, it's hot inside. Well, all of those leakage points, air's moving from inside to outside opposite in the summer, right? In the summertime, same thing. It moves from hot to cold. So it's moving in the summertime, hot outside, moving cold inside. Um, there's other factors that play into account for just general airflow. Also wind, we live in Saskatchewan, wind causes airflow. So when it's super windy, um, if the wind's bashing against your house and um, going over top of your roof, it's actually creating like a vacuum. It's creating suction, which is creating pressure, right? Which is creating or making uh, air move from all of those gaps, holes, nicks in the vapor barrier um, that, that you can identify. 
temperature differences can also create airflow. So when it's cold outside and it's warm outside, that creates airflow, pressure. Um, and then the other thing is just general mechanical operation. You have a furnace that's running in your house. It's literally moving air to warm the house. When it's moving air, it's creating airflow, which is creating pressure in those uh, areas where you have leakage. So there's a lot of different factors at play that this 15 by 15 hole is just getting forced air either in or out depending on the season. So when you talk, when you blend that into the efficiency of your home, you can really understand where, let's just say, so typically our houses are insulated to R20, R20 in the walls, uh, R50 in, in the attic. Let's just say you upgrade that to R24. Let's just say, for example, it's a nominal number. If you do a poor job, if we do a poor job of sealing the house, that upgraded insulation will do nothing. It does no good. Because even though your walls are more insulated, if we do a worse job of sealing the house, we're creating a bigger hole for air to leak out of all year round. So there's a, there's a point where the air leakage is actually more important than let's just say the insulation that you put in your walls, right? It needs to be tight so that the insulation that you put in your walls, whatever it is, whether it's upgraded or not, can do its job. Because if the, if the house is not sealed properly, it just can't do its job, right? Um, so the, so the other thing that's cool in relation or in tandem with the air leakage test or with the blower door test is that if you want to go a step further, you can get what's called an aero barrier seal, aero barrier sealant. And what that is, is it's the same, it's the same process. Um, they pressurize the house, except this time they bring in a, a very fine mist that they blow into the house. And it's like an acrylic base mist and what it does is that it uh, like accumulates together in any hole I believe it's it can't do any it can't seal any hole bigger than a half an inch I think it is but any hole a half an inch or smaller these uh, acrylic water-based molecules basically collect together and, and clot it clots the hole no different than your blood clots um, in your body clots the hole and perfectly seals it. So basically what the aero barrier test does is it takes the human error factor away from sealing your house and makes it unbelievably sealed. <clears throat> now, the cool thing about where we're at in today's day and age is we can allow technology to help us make some of these upgraded decisions to figure out what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. So for example, Let's take, we know that the aero barrier test, sorry, the aero barrier sealant is like the premium way to take any human air out of sealing your house to make sure that um, it's as tightly sealed as it can really be. And you have as little air leakage as possible. And you can get that ACH number really, really low. But it's, it's not free. <laughs> um, relatively expensive, but it's relatively expensive. But what you can do is you, we can use technology 
and computer modeling to figure out what building decisions make the most sense from an efficiency standpoint and what makes sense from an economic standpoint. For example, let's just say, so our ACH on the test that we did, so let's just say we build, hypothetically, let's use this argument. We build every house to a 1.5 air changes per hour. Okay. And that's just how we build every single house. Let's say that we want it to be more efficient. So we want to get it down to 1.0 or maybe 0.8. So we think that by adding, by upgrading insulation from R20 to R24 and putting foam around the basement, or maybe you do the basement in ICF block, we think that those two decisions will get us to 0.8 ACH. That's what we're going to do. What we can actually do is we can go and put those decisions into a computer model and it can tell us everything else the same. If we make those two adjustments, where it will get us from an energy use standpoint. Okay, so it'll tell us in a given year how much energy that we will use. We can then take that same model and be like, okay, what if we don't do those things? What if instead we only build the house how we typically build it. Uh, No ICF basement and R20 in the walls, okay? But instead of doing the ICF and the R24 bats, instead we do the aero barrier sealant, okay? And we can put that assumption into the computer model. Um, We can make the assumption that we're going to get down if we're if we always build to 1.5 that air barrier is still going to get us to the to the 0.8 to to 1.0 ACH okay and I know this is a lot of <laughs> numbers in theory but what we do at that point is we're like okay well if those two decisions are the same if they get us to the same efficiency number then which one costs more or which one costs less and let's do it Because adding insulation does not actually make the house any more efficient than just doing the aero barrier test. So if doing the ICF and adding and upgrading from R20 to R24, let's just say hypothetically that costs $15,000. But the aero barrier tests, that only costs $4,000. Well, you're saving $9,000 by doing the aero barrier test, but you're house is going to be just as efficient as if you went the other direction. So we can now use technology. We can use computer modeling. um, And because we've done, we've started to do air leakage tests. Now we know how we, um, how tight we actually build houses. We can use all of that data to make better building decisions, to make sure that we're building um, better houses for the same or less money, right? Um, or we can help people make better decisions. You want an energy efficient house. What that, what you really want is you want your utility bills less. You're going to use less energy. Um, so your cost of ownership is going to be lower. We can help make those decisions better by doing some of these trade-offs and, and using the modeling systems to figure out what makes the most sense from a cost benefit standpoint. So energy efficiency is so much more complicated than just stuffing bigger bats in walls. (laughs) Um, 
or using more efficient mechanical uh, systems. Those are definitely, that's part of the equation for sure, but it's not the whole story. And the cool and the fun part is that we're now able to use, and, and don't get me wrong, this isn't brand, brand new, um, but it's pretty new. It's definitely not mainstream and common at this point. Um, and we can use those things. So like I said, we got this air leakage test. It's the first one that we got done. It was just last week and I thought it was so cool. It was so eye opening, and it's definitely going to change, um, how we do things, how we think of building quality, um, and building more efficient homes moving forward. And I just thought it was a cool thing to share with you guys. Sometimes it's difficult in a podcast setting, um, to get some of these things across, especially when you're talking about 2.5 ACH and <laughs> right. Um, but I hope that you at least got the gist. Um, if you're interested in talking about it more, definitely reach out to us. It's I'm getting more and more nerded out by these kind of things. I think they're very, very cool. Um, and it's pretty exciting what we can do in the construction world now and, and kind of where it's headed. So because we just got the test, because we're in like prime cold time of the year, which is where efficiency is more and more important. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not excited to see my next utility bill at our house. And I'm sure everybody in this province uh, feels the same. Um, so for those two reasons, I just thought this was an awesome time to talk about this and I guess just get it out there and, and open ears and and eyes to uh, to what the possibilities are. So that's the show for for today. I hope that I hope that it maybe it piqued your interest. And like I said, if, if it did, um, if you have questions about it, l- let me know. If uh, if you have a friend that's building, pass this along. Because it's, like I said, it's not something that's talked about often. We sit down with people quite a bit who are interested in efficiencies. But to say that we've talked about air leakage um, and the the importance of, of um, envelope sealing and how that impacts efficiencies those conversations don't come up very often. So pass this along. It's uberly important and uh, it can save them money too. So anyway, that being said, thank you for listening for to the first episode of 2022. Yep, we're in 2022. I haven't messed that up yet. So thanks for listening. Um, we're going to be back into the groove of things every Tuesday morning from here on out again. And uh, so hopefully tune in the next one and we will see you next week. Talk to you later.